Welcome to the latest episode of the Untitled Investment Talk, the podcast about all things digital assets. Our topic today is tokenization of professional sports, and this is part two of our Untitled Investment Talk. Last week, we talked with Thomas Euler, the CEO of Liquidity Team, a sports tokenization platform. And today, next to Simon, hello Simon, how are you? Great, glad to be here. Next to Simon, we have Dr. Oliver Krause with us, who is the chairman of Liquidity Team and an old colleague from us from Untitled Investment Expertise. Today, our topic is less fan engagement, which we discussed with uh, Thomas last week, but more the fundraising and financing part of tokenization in professional sports. And so we are very happy to have Oliver on our show. Hi, Oliver. Hi, Carl Michael. Hi, Simon. Thanks for having me and looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, that's really great uh, to have you here. Before we dive deep into the topic and uh, what you are doing at Liquidity Team, maybe a little bit on your personal background, Oliver. Um, what brought you to the blockchain space, to Untitled Inc., and finally to Liquidity Team? Yeah, I mean, basically, my background is about 25 years in experience from roles in, in consulting, a bit in venture capital in the startup field, and also in applied research. And about three, four years ago, I set up my own business in digital transformation consulting. But in parallel, I was all the time fascinated by the foundational innovation of this socioeconomic technology chain. I had my personal blockchain moment in 2016 when I discussed with uh, Volkmar Denner, the CEO from Bosch Group, at a conference, and we had a conversation about the potential of this technology to transform the way we work and live. And this was, for me, the moment when I thought, I have to understand that. And I found people like you, like Simon, and a few others like Thomas. And we started Untitled Inc. Think Tank Adventures to explore and dive deeper how this actually works, which impact blockchain has on new products and services, on new operating models, on new business models even. It's a fascinating field. And during that journey, we explored several topics from the consulting side, but also from the venture side. And about two years ago, a few of us then discovered this fascinating use case blockchain at the intersection with professional sports. And the thing that is fascinating here is that it's a, an opportunity where a blockchain can really deliver new solutions, new approaches to align the business of sports with the passion of fans. And that's uh, how I came to liquidity. That's a very interesting journey. And in the last episode, we talked more in detail about the fan engagement platform you developed at liquidity team. But if we spin this a little bit further, 
and and move on more to the funding and financing side, we see quite interesting developments. So recently, if we look at the uh, Binance exchange, they offer staking solutions for utility fan tokens of sport clubs. Uh, these are big sport clubs like Juventus Serene, Atletico Madrid, Paris Saint-Germain, AS Rome, so, so really big players. And the tokens are listed on this exchange and you can exchange them where the, the Tether, the USDT pairs, which opens up a completely new view on tokenization in professional sports. Do you think when we take this example of the secondary market issuance of tokens, is this the new way of monetizing fan engagement? And if you think this is the case, how do the different stakeholders here, we have fans, we have clubs, we have athletes, how can they benefit from such an opportunity? Yeah, let me maybe start first with the aspect that we actually approach the topic from more the post-ICO development and maturity towards security token offerings first. That's how we actually started Liquidity and approached the, the clubs and also athletes, how we could leverage basically the, the technology solution, the security token offering topics to raise capital for uh, projects and to monetize maybe also the fan base and the fan uh, engagement. But this was only, uh, let's say, at the beginning, a side topic. And we have to be also very careful of how to do that. This is why we certainly have a slightly different approach from other players in the field who list utility tokens uh, and make them tradable. What we do is basically we have the fan engagement side, the fan platform where the utility token lives. And separately from that, we provide um, financing solutions and we are using for this digital securities which live on a blockchain. So this, I would say, the differentiator we have here. But, but I mean, there is a, a significant difference between a utility token traded on an exchange and the ICO approach you were just referring to. Let's maybe, uh, before we dive deeper into the security uh, token aspect, which is very valid, what's your opinion on this uh, Binance token listing of utility tokens? I am actually skeptical because I think there's some sort of a fundamental flaw in there to have a utility token that I can use for votings, for crowdsourcing of fan proposals and use that as an investment product for speculative purposes. Yeah. Our approach is certainly different. We clearly see the, the financing side tied to the actual assets of a, a club or an athlete yeah, and then develop a digital security around that, define this, and then provide really a financial product that has a clear value proposition to an investor. And these investors can be professional investors, but certainly also fan investors the fans, members of the club or international fans who want to participate in the success and also the financial upside. So I personally, I'm very skeptical about uh, listing 
uh, utility tokens for trade on exchanges on market. So as you mentioned, the differences between, as you just said, listing utility tokens and then just getting them traded quickly and easily on, for example, Binance and really tokenizing securities. What would you say right now is the state of the art really in Germany, Europe, globally? Are there different ones? What's going on so far? Is there even a lot going on so far? In terms of security token offerings or utility token offerings in the sports world? Is that your uh, question? Yeah, like generally also more broadly, it doesn't have to be just the sports world, but in doing the same thing, basically, in trying to raise funds, as you said, from, for example, fan investors, can be sports world, can be music clubs, can be, we saw some individual players from sports clubs that said they're going to tokenize their earnings. Um, yeah, all those exactly. Yeah, so on a, on, a global, on a global scale, I would say uh, we have seen a few cases where, for instance, athletes, Spencer Dinwiddie is a case, uh, try to tokenize their contract. They have been partially successful. I think uh, he achieved like a, or could tokenize about 10% of his uh, contract. In terms of the fundraising from fan investors, And the crowd, basically, for clubs, I would say this is at the very beginning right now. And the reason I see is on uh, the one side that this instrument has to be understood by the issuers. What are the advantages there for the issuer side? And that's basically to have cost optimization by a, a complete digitization of the process to also have a digital channel to a broader and uh, maybe international investors base and also to be able to provide synergies, for instance, with the um, fan token app where we can provide an access to fan investors and at the same time, the other way around, also provide additional benefits from the utility tokens, which I can couple, for instance, to the security tokens. So I would say this is a very early stage where these advantages have to be made transparent to the asset owners, to the issuers. And also the other perspective is basically to be clear about the advantages for the investors for fan investors, that they can basically support their club and also participate in the success of their club in the economic upside there is when their club has enough financial resources and can therefore be more successful in the competitive environment. The second advantage for the investors would be the access to a very attractive um, asset class, a new asset class. Normally, I would say only high net worth uh, individuals have access to this uh, asset class. And this is opened up here. And thirdly, there is certainly a very good uh, chance and opportunity to gain additional financial upside through a 24-7 tradability and uh, potentially high liquidity and therefore high prices or higher prices uh, than with an illiquid asset as we have it now. Now, 
if you're talking about that, there's two main things that I see have to be that have to be overcome. One thing seems to be communication, getting the point across, mm-hmm. making it easy to understand for the fans. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand side, also regulation, because of course, investing is serious business in the eyes of the regulator. What do you think are the main hurdles there to be overcome? What do we need from um, the lawmakers? What do we need from the regulators? And what do we need in yeah, the communications department? Yeah, well, starting with the regulator side, it's clear that we need a regulated infrastructure that makes it easy for retail investors to enter that space. And they, the investors, retail investors, they more or less want uh, to go through their banks through what they know. They want an easy user experience and uh, they want to be sure that they don't uh, trade on, uh, let's say, some sort of shady platform where they can lose all their money. So this is underway. We are seeing more and more players from the established financial services world, like Börse Stuttgart, for instance, one of our partners in our ecosystem entering that space together with us. And then on the communication side, I think it is less a topic of promoting the the technology and the blockchain solution here, but rather providing basically an attractive asset, an attractive financial asset, which can be combined with a utility aspect. I think it's very important to have, let's say, such a two-token system, and I see much more potential here. So focus on the communication side in the direction of the the clubs and the assets owners and the athletes in terms of the opportunities they have through direct connection and the digital channels with their fan base and towards the potential investors. The communication approach is to provide them with access to a very attractive asset class. Now, one thing that we're seeing a lot in traditional public equity right now is the very high level of identification between investors with individual stocks, like, for example, Tesla or Palantir, where there's whole forums online with millions of members just talking about how they believe in what they're doing, how they um, are going to change the world, partly because they are invested, but also partly because they uh, really identify with the purpose. So... This, to me, seems like something that makes a lot of sense also for sports, where you can get way closer engagement and way closer identification and ties and bonds with fans if they're also investors. On the other hand side, also with investors, if they're also fans, they might be willing to take a couple of years of bad returns. They might be willing to uh, give a bit more to support their club that they really identify with. So looking at this field, would you rather recommend keeping those two things separate or kind of issuing a hybrid experience where one token environment allows fans to invest and investors to be fans or would you separate both yeah i'm fully with you i think the fan investor is uh, the sweet spot here and there's a huge potential we know in germany the instrument of a fan bond This is a typical instrument where clubs raised like between five and sort of 20 or so uh, million euro to fund projects. But still, there's a huge gap between this 
size of uh, fundraising and let's say two, three, four hundred million, five hundred million, which they need to actually fundamentally change uh, the infrastructure, invest in a team and uh, build, let's say, fund the future of such a club. And there, I think, the the other digital securities, for instance, equity tokenization, offer really good opportunities, and we can provide now these instruments together with our partners. For instance, through a Liechtenstein-based entity, legal entity, we can tokenize equity and provide very very attractive financial products that can be combined with the utility aspects to make it particularly interesting for uh, fan investors, for people who actually also have a very high emotional connection to the investment. So I'm fully with you that there is a, a big opportunity here and we want to leverage this. Since I know that right now you guys have more than enough work on your tables and uh, you're trying to get the fundamentals as right as possible and get everything running fast and well. But still, maybe looking forward a bit, what are Liquidity Team's next plans? What are you guys planning on doing after the initial platform lease beta phase, after you've got the first fan engagements tokenized, after you've got the first 10,000 users? What are your plans going forward, maybe three to five years? What can we be excited for? <laughs> three to five years is, I think, a very... A long time horizon in that field, but uh, let's say looking at the next uh, coming 12 months or so, I would say the, the clear focus is on the fan engagement side, on the liquidity fan platform to win more clients, to win more clubs and roll out the software as a service uh, solution. And then certainly also do a few good security token offerings For the financing side, so maybe a bond, maybe a profit participation right, ideally also an equity tokenization. So here we are looking at the combination basically of the funding and the fan engagement side as well. Because the fan engagement does not necessarily have to be... Has an instrument where you monetize the fan relationship directly. You can also see that as an instrument of a, an organizational development, I would say, and fund that through a capital raise that is done via a security token offering. And what we want to provide here is a platform to connect the capital of investors with the projects that are strategically relevant uh, for the clubs or also the athletes. Yeah? And what these stakeholders bring in there is the, their assets and the assets on the club side. They are, for instance, the, the real estate. It is the, the transfer rights. It is future revenues. It is licensing and marketing rights. It is future revenues from TV. It is future revenues from the match days. That's what they can bring to the table. And this is what can be um, uh, tokenized. And when we manage to package that into products that are sought after on the financing uh, side, 
and at the same time provide an attractive instrument for clubs and athletes to connect to their fan base, we can do amazing things, I think. Oliver, this is truly a compelling vision, I would say. And thank you very much for sharing your deep insights. As you might know, no one of our guests can really leave this podcast without answering the golden question. Here we have one for you as well. And we are a little bit persistent, right? You said you can only look 12 months ahead, but I know you for a while and, and I know you are a strategist as well and can have a more midterm outlook. So let's beam it to a higher level here. What do you think, when and where, where I mean US, Asia or Europe, will security tokens for fundraising really see the light? When will tokenized funding be a substantial element in professional sports financing? What, what's your view on this? I think that this market will take first steps in the next one to two years. But similar to the exchange-traded fund industry, for instance, it will take several years to have a broad impact. I can imagine that we will see the, the first successful projects here in Europe and also in the US and later in Asia. In terms of fundraising, I see a big market in, in Asia as well, but still there. I think the solutions are more geared toward sports betting and things like that rather than security token offerings. Um, so we see a steady uh, curve up in the next five to 10 years. And maybe it also is much faster than what we've seen in the ETF space, for instance, because all the infrastructure is there. And maybe we see really a breakthrough, especially in such a field where we can connect these passion elements with the financial services domain, more or less. Cool. So let's hope for it. And we definitely wish you as liquidity team all the best from Simon's and my side. Thanks again for your time and your, your deep insights. It was a great talk. To all our listeners, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show and uh, you keep loyal to this uh, podcast. And we hear us soon on the Untitled Inc. podcast about all things digital assets.